welcome. This is an awesome podcast. This yeah. is one of my favorite ones. <laughs> to the Jeff. It's a lot of whiskey, Jeff. Macalino. Jeff Macalino. 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 Podcast. Hey, hey. Thanks for joining me for another great episode. Got a fun one for you today uh, with the lovely Andromeda Godfrey. Uh, before I tell you about her, big news. Um, have a new show. Uh, I think for right now, at least, I'm exclusively going to have it on YouTube. But uh, it's called Dads and Drinks Show. Uh, which is also dads for short. Get it? D-A-D-S. I took Ralph Sutton's advice. Um, so, hey, it's me and uh, Jeremiah Hensley, who I've done many, many hours of uh, podcasting and broadcasting with, be it on uh, the episode he was on my podcast, I believe episode 91, something around there, <clears throat> and also on uh, FL Teams. We broadcast literally done football games, three or four, I want to say, uh, broadcast football games. We, we host FL teams live and we did the, um, mock draft. We were the two hosts of, uh, that show, uh, last year. That's, that's going to be coming around the bend. I need to start recruiting people for that. If anyone listening wants to represent a team that has a first round pick, you can, uh, hit me up and let me know, call your, call your team now. Um, so, yeah, uh, just to explain it quickly, um, we are going, it's it's a mature show for mature audiences. Um, we're going to sit around. We've got clips from YouTube, Instagram, wherever we get them off the internet. Uh, we're going to play them. We're going to laugh at them. We're going to maybe break them down depending on what the clip is. Um so just a lot of fun stuff. We're going to usually have one clip that kind of sets us down the road. We're going to tell our own stories and stuff like that. Um, not that I don't talk about myself plenty on this podcast as is, but I, I, I've wanted for a while a venture where I can really tell some of my maybe inappropriate stories. Uh, and I don't know that this podcast is necessarily the place for it. So this is kind of a... Uh, also laid back atmosphere, of course, a lot of laughs. Again, it, it's, it's going to be uh, more cursing and more adult uh, content than what you'd get on the Jeff McAlino podcast. Uh, but it's, uh, again, video based. You, you're going to want to watch it because we will have clips in there. Uh, and also we're going to always have a, uh, probably a YouTube channel, at least to start, uh, we're a recommended subscribe, uh, a channel we think you should subscribe to. Um, so I'm very excited for that. The first episode will have already come out. Uh, we recorded it Tuesday, the 28th and, uh, premiere date of the 30th Thursday. We, uh, already have it out. So you can go check that out on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed over there. And we plan on this being a once a week thing and eventually maybe make it a live show as well. So there can be audience interaction. Um, might be difficult to bring in the video component and stuff like that with a live audience. We'll, we'll see. But uh, nonetheless, very excited for that. So I hope you check it out.
All right. Uh, coming from across the pond, uh, I don't know what accent that was, <clears throat> Andromeda Godfrey. She has a great story. Uh, she's an award-winning actor and producer who really, she began forging a career in the entertainment industry in her 40s. Um, and uh, I love this story. I, you know, you probably know that it's kind of inspirational to someone like me who started in, in his mid-30s trying to, to forge a career in the entertainment industry. Uh, so was lovely talking with her. Uh, I'm going to check out one of her movies uh, that she, the first feature film she produced that's on Amazon Prime here in the United States. I'm going to be watching that this weekend uh, with the kids. Um, we just have a great conversation. We talk about acting, uh, her her uh, journey into acting, uh, again, in her, in her 40s. Um, and, uh, you know, we talk a little bit about additions, uh, dealing with, with rejection. We talk about dating as well, uh, later in the podcast. So we, we, uh, we cover a lot of ground and she's a lot of, uh, it was a lot of fun to talk with her. So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, before we get to our chat, here's a quick word from the show's sponsors. Hey, folks, you know, I talk about mental health on this podcast a lot uh, with my own struggles. Uh, a lot of times I talk to guests about their struggles. And uh, that being said, I uh, want to thank BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether that's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professional professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you. More scheduling flexibility and at a more affordable price. As a bonus, you get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Macalino. That's BetterHelp.com slash M-A-C-O-L-I-N-O. All right, everybody. I'm very pleased to welcome Andromeda Godfrey to the Jeff Macalino podcast. How are you this morning? I'm really guess, good, thank you. I, it's, it's afternoon it's, for it's you. Afternoon, it's afternoon for me. I've had a very busy, busy day. It feels like it's about six o'clock, but it's only two. <laughs> you know what? This is um, this is one of the earliest podcasts I've recorded. Uh, it's nine a.m. my time. However, I've been up since three in the morning, so oh, it kind of feels like the middle of the day. I've already gone grocery shopping. I was I was that jerk who was like there when they opened the door. <laughs> okay yeah yeah no it's good to get the shopping done early i think <laughs> it was uh, aside from uh you know the the shelves being stocked so like i had to kind of take some some uh detours 
yeah, yeah. it was nice there was nobody else to compete with it was just a, yeah, a nice really leisurely stroll <laughs> you I, know um speaking of shopping just a little bit off tangent um I went shopping grocery shopping in a grocery store on Saturday um and between the hours of 9 till 10 a.m it's quiet hour they have no music on no sounds over the tannoy no like you know, announcements or anything like that. And it's just an hour to do calm, quiet shopping. It was hmm. so nice. You know, I wish I had thought to, I never think about, I know there's music playing at the grocery yeah. store. I don't know if I've ever like conscientiously been like, ah, this song. And this morning would have been the perfect time to actually absorb, you know, the whole energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah it, it it's nice to uh you know be able to take your time and look at the look at the ingredients and not feel like you're blocking people it's like i, yeah. I could kick my feet up and just just chill here. <laughs> <laughs> um i'm glad to have you on the podcast because um your well uh, your story basically uh is inspirational to me because it's kind of, sort of, uh, what I want to do <laughs> in life. Uh, or what you are doing. Or what I am doing. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, I'm I'm on the way. And it's funny um, that I, I've done this several times where uh, I started saying, you know, I tried to get into comedy. I was a dinosaur at age 34. And I'll <laughs> say that to somebody who was like, well, I was 50 when I started stand-up comedy, so <laughs> you're not, what does that make me? Um, now so that with, joke didn't go down well with them. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what am I? If you're a dinosaur, right? <laughs> um, so, and now acting is something that I do think lends itself more to, it doesn't really matter how, I mean, it matters for casting how old you are, but doesn't matter if you get into it whether when you're six or when you're 20 or when you're 50 or I mean 80 might be pushing it I suppose but even then I, I guess yeah. why not why not you know there's always going to be roles for 80 year olds that's true <laughs> that's actually there's probably less uh supply of eight year old actors yeah, so exactly. you, you... yeah the, the the yeah yeah I agree <laughs> I, I do think, and I, so I want to I want to jump into into your story. Um, sure. And and you're in the United Kingdom. Are you originally from there? Have you? I'm originally from here. Yes, I was born here, but I moved to the states when I was seven, and I lived in in Hawaii until I was eighteen, and then oh. uh, kind of as soon as I could, I I got on a plane and came back here, and I've been living here since I was eighteen, so quite a long time. Here. And so for your 20s and 30s, uh, I mean, I assume you kind of just worked a normal job. I mean, just yeah, went through life. I, yeah. So I went to university and then after university, I was really kind of hell bent on having children. So I, I had kids quite young. So I was 24 by the time I had my first child and, and then I carried on having kids. <laughs> I've got three all together. And um and I worked various jobs in offices on um, department floor makeup um, stands and restaurants, 
towards the end of um, before becoming an actor full time, I was working as a baker. I baked baked goods. So yeah, so I've had quite a quite a array of of um, career choices before deciding upon now's the time. Is acting something that even you know, like as a child, you were interested in, or or when uh, did did the bug first hit you? I knew I wanted to be an actor since I was six. My stepmother was an actress and she um, she woke me up one day. I was staying at her house, their house, and she woke me up one day to come down and watch the television. This is in the UK. And I went downstairs and she pointed at the screen and there she was on the screen. And I'm looking at her, looking at the screen, looking at her <laughs> going, what? world is happening here and I was like you can do this as a job and um it kind of that's when the seed was planted I was kind of all through my all through my childhood up until I was about 13 I was very I was very focused on this being my career um I even wrote to RADA at 13 um Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts saying can I come to your school <laughs> and they they very sweetly wrote back to me saying no sorry we don't take people until they're 18 and um I at, but then at 13 I hit puberty and my self-confidence just went boom and uh so much self-doubt and all that you know all the stuff that comes with with um puberty and that stage in your life and I just couldn't kind of overcome it and so I decided to when I finished high school I decided to go back go to university and do photography so I kind of stepped behind the lens mm -hmm. and um, yeah and then after that after doing the degree I was just not really sold on being a photographer or being an artist in that way and um, and then I had kids and then I just got whatever kind of work I could get until I was about 38. And um, at 38, I told my husband, I said, listen, I'm ready to stop these jobs. I'm ready to commit to acting. I handed in my notice at my job. And then a week later, I found out I was pregnant with my third child. And I'm like, mm. oh my goodness, what's going on here? <laughs> Am I ever going to be an actor? Um, and, you got uh, a range there, 24 to 38. <laughs> Yeah, yes, I do have a, a big, big range. Um, I've got a nearly 30 year old. It's just blows my mind. How did that happen? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so I was a 38, um, pregnant again. And then when she was three, I said, Okay, this time, really, this is it. And um, also a friend of mine died right around that time. And I was devastated and just kind of put into context how short life is we've really got to grab it by the horns is that the, yeah. is that the phrase and um and then I was I got an agent quite quickly and um and then that's it yeah it's all gone from there yeah it's um it takes a lot of uh courage to do it later yes. in life and I I often think when um, I, and I, I'm saying this from my experience, so I, I, I'm not sure if you, yeah. you go through the similar, I oftentimes have friends or uh, ex-wives 
or uh well one ex-wife uh or or other people who kind of uh look at it like what are you a kid like you're 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 you know you're a grown-up you have kids what do you what are you doing with yourself you think you're going to be an actor you think you're going to be you know you're not you're not a uh, I, I think the, somebody said, oh, what about, uh, actually, my doctor said this. Are you, maybe you should try to get a real job. Uh, and I'm like, what does that mean? He's like, well, you know, idle hands. Maybe that's why you drink so much. I'm like, no, I work way more now than I ever did when I was punching a clock or, you know, working eight to five doing insurance claims. I work way more uh now than i than i do then it's just that now i you know with podcasting at least i can enjoy a drink while i do my work it doesn't mean i'm not working <laughs> yeah yeah it's too early for a drink now i'm not <laughs> just it's so clear. funny because you know i have listened to some of your some of your um podcasts and i did think oh gosh 215 is it is two o'clock okay time to have a margarita and have a chat with Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> and I it's, was thinking it's nine o'clock for you, and you're like, I'm not I'm pretty sure you're not going to be having a beer <laughs> or whatever you drink. <laughs> yeah, I um, I think I had when I was coming down with the flu, I had a podcast episode at ten a.m. and I was up all night. Um, I could tell I had a fever, but I didn't want to take my temperature because. I wasn't canceling the podcast. I, yeah. I was throwing up and I'm like, oh gosh, you know what? This is a bad idea, but I'm drinking whiskey at 10 a.m. for this interview because I think it'll get me through. And then I slept for like two straight days after that. Yeah. <laughs> what a trooper. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, it it, it 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 was my medicine to, to get me through a podcast. Um, yeah. And today I've been up so long. I, I, I was like, hmm, I could, <laughs> but no, no. Because I still have the rest of the day. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It it's uh, but it is um, it is something when you have a podcast, you know, you have it on the calendar. It's like, well, I could just base my day on this. So everything that I need to do before drinking needs to be done <laughs> thirty minutes before this time. There you go. <laughs> it's uh, you know, it's 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 it takes a lot of responsibility <laughs> to live this life. <laughs> But, but uh, did, did you ever get that kind of, uh, and again, some of it's like, I wonder how much I'm just in my own head about it. Uh, but did you ever get that from people where it's like, oh, be real. You're, you're too old to, to do this. Yeah, no, I did. Um, I, I heard from a couple of people that if a casting director doesn't know you by a certain age, 40, um, which I my age was, um, they're not even going to look at your showreel. They won't look at your, they won't invite you in for meets. They'll, you know, so it, um, yeah. So <laughs> there's a lot of adversity I thought I found at the very beginning. And I kind of had to just keep on proving myself that, that I wasn't going anywhere and that I had to be, you know, I just had to keep on showing up and be resilient and, and, take the knocks but keep on going it's uh and it's an industry of rejection to begin with oh, so yeah. i feel like at a, at a young age you're more built to be like ah rejection it's no big deal i'm young i've got you know a million things ahead of me and when you're older it's like oh i'm too old for this i don't <laughs> 
Well, I, I don't know. Maybe it's the opposite for me. I think for me, I'm a bit, a bit more tough skin mm. now that I'm older. So although, you know, it, it, it still stings when you don't get the job, but you know, quite often, most of the time, you're not going to get the job. I think, I think, right. um, was it you that said that, um, you, it's a 5% success rate or something like that. So, uh, you have to you have to learn how to let go of every audition you do. Um, I, what I do is I, I take my sides and I put them into the recycling bin and I just let let it go. Let it go. Otherwise, it's just too painful. It's such an interesting I haven't gotten the, the grasp on it yet um, from an auditioning standpoint of and I'll 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 say this too. The very first audition I did, I landed a lead role in a movie. So <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I'm I was talking to I, I think it was after the recording. Um, I was talking to an actress uh, on the podcast uh, a, a month or so ago, and I was telling her that oh, the movie poster's coming out, and I I think I should. I'm debating whether I should buy one or not. I don't know if it's tacky. And it's like your name and face is on a movie poster. A lot of actors work their whole lives and yes. make a lot of money and still don't get that. So buy, buy the poster. It, buy <laughs> it and put it up. <laughs> yeah. I think this this empty wall behind me will uh will, will be where yeah. I end up putting it. I gotta get a frame for it though. Uh, but so so I was kind of I auditioned for this uh for that and it, it was a month before i heard back but i'd never auditioned for anything before or after that at that point so i kind of kept the character inside of me because like eh, just in case you know i'm i'm gonna keep and fortunately i got the job um because otherwise you know i would have spent a month of my life thinking hmm, i wonder what stuart would do here and and uh yeah. uh but it, future auditions after that first of all the the thing that kills me the most is you send for to get an audition and you don't even hear back like you don't even get a chance to audition i'm like that's more painful than not getting <laughs> than getting an audition and not getting the job or <laughs> there was there was one uh role i uh uh they were casting for three guys in my age range one was a police officer and two were handsome men and I said, anything you think I might fit for? And he's like, here's the sides for the police officer. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I, I kind of set myself up for that one. And I didn't get that job either. Um, but but it is, it's a difficult thing to think. You, you want to audition for this role. You want to become that character as much as you can for that audition. And then you need to just completely throw it away. Yeah. And if it comes back, it comes back. But you need to become that character in a, you know, sometimes a day or two um, yeah. and then throw it away. And it's like, oof, that's 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 kind of taxing a little bit. Yeah, I think it is taxing. I don't know, someone told me once that um, auditions are like the kind of the feelings that come up in an audition is like kind of it's just like a bang, you know, it's like a boom. It's like a real shock to your system because you're putting yourself out there. You're sharing your vulnerability. You're sharing your whole self with, with the camera or with the people that you're doing the audition with. I mean, it's mostly self tapes for me these days, but um, 
uh, yeah, you're really just sharing so much of of who you are and and your interpretation of the character, and uh, it is taxing, as you say. It ta is taxing. It takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of energy to to just to create the scene for your self tape. You know, the create the world around you and. Um, and then you have to, once you've learned the lines, you've shot it, then you have to edit it and then you have to um, send it off. It's, there's quite a lot, a lot to do from an actor's point of view. Yeah. Pre, and it, pre anything else. And it's, uh, to me, it's, I always feel that this is where my, my self-doubt comes in because I typically, um, my my most successful times auditioning, I've had my daughter, who's now 13, read with me. And it's like when you get the role, it's super rewarding and exciting, even though she's not excited about anything I do. Um, she's 13. <laughs> but uh, um, it, when you don't get it, it's like, oh, I feel so bad. I brought her into this and and I failed um, when it, when it's a silly thing to do, because you never know, you know. I, I don't know if you know the, the the phrase book the room you know that phrase if you, you want to book the room not the job so booking the room is you know you you do your self tape you send it off you don't book the job but they go ah oh, they are great sorry can you hear all that noise outside uh no no well that's great because i live <laughs> right across from a working garage <laughs> oh boy <laughs> yeah um so, uh, so yeah, so booking the room uh, rather than booking the job. So they see you, uh, they, they like you, they like your professionalism, they like the tape that you sent in, you don't fit the role, but they put you aside and they go, ah, oh, we'll remember him for the next, the next round, you know, of whatever the job, whatever jobs they're casting. So that's how I like to think of it. I'm sending it off and it's not just going off into the ether. They're seeing me, I mean, I've been called in for, you know, by this, same casting director for the same TV show. And I haven't, I'm this one in particular, and I haven't booked it yet, but they keep on calling me in. So, so they're just, they're, they're hoping that there's going to be the right, the role and I will meet in the middle. Right. I guess that's a good, uh, that's a healthy way to look at it. I, I have a, a local director who uh, I'm about to audition for the third time for, and uh, frankly, he's actually the only one I've auditioned for that I haven't booked. <laughs> I mean, I, I haven't done many auditions, but this is going to be my third with him. And it's like, I guess the fact that he keep getting opportunity means that he sees something, just not what Absolutely. he wanted. <laughs> this is exactly right. You're being you've been brought in for the third time. That's amazing. Yeah, well, we'll. Well, this one's an in-person audition, which I haven't done that since like middle school. Had to audition yeah. in person because, you know, I, I just find them much more nerve-wracking. Um, I'm curious to see how 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 it's executed. I feel like I would do much better in mm. person. Um, but I guess I don't know. It it just it seems easier to. Uh, 
like when you're setting up a video audition, you know, if you're talking to multiple people, I'm putting like post-it notes and yeah. uh, things like that and <laughs> checking my eye lines. And if you're in a room with people, you don't really have to worry as much about that. You're, you know. That is very true. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that's, <laughs> that's the case, but. Uh, I, yeah. But you know, the, the thing about doing the in-person auditions for me is I always kind of, well, don't, not always, sometimes I don't leave feeling elated, but I, I, it's that kind of feeling of I've, I come in and I'm doing a mini performance. I'm acting and I'm doing what I love to do. So I'm there, I'm doing my mini performance. And just like if I'm on stage, I, when I leave the room, I feel a little bit like hyper and heightened because it's been such a buzz, you know, it's like, <gasps> um, so yeah. Oh, good luck tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? Did you say? Oh no, it's uh three weeks or something. I've oh, got time. Oh, you got time. Yeah, that's uh, that's I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. it. Actually, it it does the way you describe it. It almost sounds like when when you do stand up comedy, it's yeah. whether you're terrible or you kill, you have that buzz when you come off stage, like. Mm -hmm. you, something that I, I haven't really been able to replicate in any other form. Uh, but maybe, maybe when I do this, I'll have that same kind of, yeah, it's for a small part, but you know, it's... that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> where, where, where are you based? Uh, I'm in St. Petersburg, Florida. So in the Tampa Bay area. Oh, okay. Um, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of non-union films being shot, uh, yeah. in Florida nowadays, uh, between Orlando and Tampa. Um, okay. so it's, seems like there's a lot of opportunity. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a tough, um, yeah, it, it's, it's tough to look at the calendar and be like, I might have my whole July open or I, I might be busy all of July. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the actor's life. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. I, I'll say, um, and I, I know you can speak to this, but like filming, doing the film and, you know, be on set for between 10 to 14 hours some days. And uh, I'd get home and I would eat something and just pass out. I, 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 when I left, I felt like I was like so much energy. And uh, once I, once I actually sat down, when I got home, I was just out cold. Yeah. It's like, it's I don't know if I've ever been more physically exhausted, even though it doesn't seem like it. And there's a lot of sitting around and doing nothing, frankly, while you're waiting on lighting and all this other stuff to get set up. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm not sure what, I, I'm not sure if there's a way to quantify what it is that is so exhausting about it, but I, I personally loved it. Like I, I'm like, I know I worked hard if I'm this exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. It's really taxing. Um, I totally agree with you. I am absolutely shattered after a day of work. And then you're doing multiple days of work and you're like, am I ever going to feel energized again? Well, you, you, it's like you're running on adrenaline for yeah. those for all of those days that you're working. And then you come to the end of the project and you're like, mm. that's why a lot of people get ill after, you know, doing a big project because they're given every single ounce of their whole being to the project and then you, afterwards you just collapse <laughs> yeah it, it's uh 
but it, yeah, it, it, I like it though. Cause it does, I, I don't know something about it. There was a, I worked construction one summer in high school and out in the hot Florida sun all day. And, and, you know, just, I, I'd get home and I'd feel like I, I was about to die, but there was just some satisfaction. Like, ah, I, I know I worked hard. Like it, it yeah. feels good to, to retire at the end of the day, knowing that, man, I really put it all out there. <laughs> yeah. Put the time, the energy, the effort in. Yeah. Um, with, um, well, oh, I had a great question and I, it literally was in my head and fell out. Um, you, you've done, um, I, you've done some behind, you've done some producing and stuff though, too. I've you? done producing. Yep. Yeah. So, um, I've, I've got one feature film that's out in the, in the world. You can actually, you can actually watch it on, uh, Amazon prime. If you have Amazon prime, um, it's, I think it's on a, quite a few platforms in the U S uh, it's called two hours. It's a family adventure. It's, it's, it's a sweet film. Really, really like this. It's, it was fun to work on a uh, great, great script. And, uh, that was quite a few years ago now and we're working on a new one. We're kind of late stage development on the script, something completely different, more of a midlife, midlife crisis, um, coming of midlife film. And uh, yeah, so we kind of, I started that kind of the same time as being an actor, pretty much the same time as being an actor. Me and one of my friends from high school in Hawaii, she, we've known each other since we were 13. She's a writer, I'm an actor. We met up for drinks and said, why don't we start making our own films? And we've made four, I think four short films. And then we started on our first feature and now we're working on our second feature. So I, I have both sides of the, of the um, profession kind of, yeah. Did, um, it's kind of a weird, maybe a weird question. Did your photography education at all, do you think that's helped you? Just. So, yeah, do you know, I, I, when I was, when I started producing, I was like, oh goodness, look, this is coming in handy now. Especially kind of, um, visually you know knowing what I want visually because mm -hmm. I've, I've spent so much time learning how to set things up visually inside of a camera screen so I think that definitely came in handy um <clears throat> yeah without a doubt and it is, was it was gone uh, oh I'm I was gonna ask is is this the uh that's it that's it okay yes I'll watch it this weekend with my kids yeah, cool. It's, it's 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 a sweet, you know, a sweet film. Um, and I'm happy that that was my first feature, and it really gave me an understanding of how the whole process of making a feature film works. Which is, it, it was incredibly challenging. Every day was like putting out fires. Every day was one disaster or another. But we had some really, you know, we weren't hugely. Um, knowledgeable when we when we embarked on doing the feature film we'd done the short films but the you know it's a different beast yeah. making a feature film and um we had some we had a great support team so they kind of helped us and we had a great crew great cast oh we were very very lucky uh yeah i loved it how uh 
compared to acting, which uh, I, I was going to say, which is more difficult, but I don't know that that's a fair question. Um, producing. It, producing, yeah. Yeah, without a <laughs> I would <doubt>. think so. <laughs> without a doubt, it's more difficult. Do you know what the actor's life? The actor's life is you show up on set, you get taken to your trailer, you got you get a coffee and breakfast brought to you, then you go to makeup and you sit there for a couple of hours <laughs> having your makeup done, and then you get into your costume and everyone is so wonderful and lovely and they treat you like a queen, and then you go and stand on on set and you say your lines <laughs> and you act, which is so fun and you know free and easy and um then it's the end of the day and you get driven home. And it's like, that's, it's so much easier than producing. Producing, you have to actually use your brain and it hurts. <laughs> it's it's more hard work than... <laughs> it's hard work. Yes. I, the, the funny thing is the, the whole thing that brought me into even trying to act is that I wanted to write screenplays so i, I have ah, okay. my desktop is littered with you know between let's see i can actually put you to the side here uh nine different projects uh that are some are kind of dead in the water frankly and and others are very close to being complete um but the funny in in going through even shooting one one feature film i'm like i'd prefer to be on the this side the, the, in front of the camera instead of behind the camera because i i like when people the the one thing with the movie that i was in when it comes out i i don't know what it's gonna be you know yeah editing and all that stuff it was hilarious on set it was well written you know it was fun to do so i think it'll be a funny movie i think it'll have a lot of laughs in it but if it's not i can always be like I was just an actor. I, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not responsible. If people say, "Oh, it's on Prime instead of Hulu," I, I just show up and do my job. I don't. Doesn't matter to me where it is. <laughs> yeah. No. It's it's true. Acting is is a lot more relaxing and easy, and you don't. You're not held accountable for anything, unless, of course, your acting is crap <laughs> yeah well that's what i'm worried i when the the trailer came out and uh the director of the movie actually called me the day the trailer went out and wanted to see what i thought um which was very sweet of him to do and um uh i'm like up until this point i really thought you might just cut me out of the whole movie <laughs> oh no yeah i totally like, did it i i know my face is on the poster but you know, uh, you can still figure. Out. <laughs> and how did you how did you come across on the on the trailer? Were you happy with it? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's tough with a comedy to do a trailer because you don't want to give away jokes, but right, yeah. you have to kind of at least hint that it's funny and maybe do, yeah. um, uh, you know, some of the not hilarious things, but. Yeah, yeah. So I, I can't imagine trying to put together a trailer for a comedy, mm. um, because I would I would absolutely spoil the movie. Like the funny parts of the movie, I'd be like, yeah, sure, throw it in the trailer. So people, 
but that, and then that you, and you, you don't even need to watch the film because you've seen all the funny bits right <laughs> the funny bits are already out there and that, i i've seen a comedy movie i i can't remember which one it, it, that that was the case the trailer yes. was all the funny stuff in the movie was yes. in the trailer so the trailer yes. was two minutes of, of belly laughing the movie was an hour and a half and two minutes of laughter that you've already seen so it wasn't really that funny um, oh my gosh, I've totally seen those trailers and, and those films. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think he did a good job. And they, the first one it went out, there were a couple of audio things, but they had to rush rush it before they could mm -hmm. finish a couple things because it's having a premiere and tickets were going on sale and the theater needed a, a trailer. Uh, and so then a few days later, a, 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 a better edited version came out mm -hmm. with a, a couple of audio so once that came out which again it's like to me it's like i shouldn't care about that i'm just acting <laughs> yeah um uh, yeah it's it's, it's nerve-wracking though um seeing yourself finally on the screen and and what what you've produced it can be nerve-wracking i don't mind actually watching myself act i know i know some other some actors hate watching themselves i i don't mind it i but it's kind of like i have to see it really i have to see it and then if I feel like it's okay, then I'm like, okay, I'm happy. The world can see it. <laughs> yeah, I I struggle even with um, a, a comedy sketch show that I've done uh, on YouTube. Uh, I don't mind watching myself like to critique, like to be like, ah, this is a good face. I should have done something different or... Yeah, and it's a comedy sketch, though. So occasionally I actually get a kick out of when you can see me break a little bit. Like, yeah. I, I made myself laugh. Um, <laughs> so I get a kick out of that because it's in that setting. It's it's fine. Uh, but I really have a hard time watching it with other people. I have a hard time uh, watching other people watch me. So it's going to mm. be very interesting in a movie theater. <laughs> too. So when is it premiering? Uh, May 27th. Um what? And uh, it's a, a red carpet premiere and two showings that I have to go to both of. Uh, this is so exciting. The second second screening might be a bit more easy for you <laughs> once you've seen it the first time around. That's I I did say uh, to Rod uh, Grant, the director, um, who's also acted in the film. So I can't imagine how this guy wrote, directed and acted in it. Um, I can't imagine wearing all those hats. I never mm. want to do that. <laughs> um but um i was talking to him i'm like yeah the, the the first the first time i'll probably cry because uh i'll be embarrassed of of how terrible i look on screen and and uh maybe the second time i'll i'll cry uh or i think i said the first time i'll cry just seeing myself on the screen the second time i'll cry because how terrible i feel that i did uh he's like it'll probably be reversed you'll probably actually <laughs> The first time you will tear yourself to shreds, and the second time you you'll probably appreciate. I'm like, yeah, oh, I, I can see a that. Bit more grace the second time round. Yeah, yeah. I think the movie theater sells alcohol, so the second showing, I I'll, I'll definitely be a little looser. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I've already prepped people like, hey, remember the camera adds like eighty pounds. I know they say ten <laughs> pounds. It, it's like eighty. <laughs> That's a good yeah 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 there there's there's a, a scene where i take my shirt off and i i don't want to see that one but mm, yeah <laughs> i mean fat guy taking his shirt off funny funny i i get it i get it 
At least I can say I weighed way more when we shot this movie than I do now. At least <laughs> four or five pounds. Did <laughs> <laughs> uh, um with your acting? So mm -hmm. this is this is a question I I like to ask everyone now because, uh, and you may have even heard me bring this up before. At the rap party for the movie, the guy who played my character in the play that the movie's based on, um, he asked me, he had seen some of the film because he's a, an associate producer, um, and he was very complimentary, and he, he asked, what's your, uh, what acting method do you use? And I'm like, <laughs> I pretend I'm someone else when they say action method. <laughs> um so I and I know there's other I know there's a, a ton of of different methods. Do you um do you have a specific method or are you just kind of uh I just pretend? <laughs> yeah, I think I just yeah, I just kind of I think that we all of we're all have kind of the same set of emotions and feelings and it's just whatever emotion feeling and um is I feel is warranted for the scene. And I don't think I really have any method, I'm definitely not a method actor. I don't show up and stay in character the whole time. I think that's a bit pants, really. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know how I deal with, have you ever yeah. worked with a hardcore method actor? I have, I have not worked with any hardcore, well, um, there was one person actually, I didn't actually work, have a scene with her, but I remember her coming in and she was just really kind of living the thing. And she kept on talking about how, you know, how her character would talk. And I just thought, well, that's her, that's the way she's chosen to do it. But it's not, not how I chose, choose to do it. I like to, I think it was Laurence Olivier. I can't remember if it was Laurence Olivier. It was somewhat some great British actor told um, Richard Dreyfus. I'm I'm no Dustin Hoffman. Um, Dustin Hoffman for Marathon Man supposedly stayed up for a couple of nights and then showed up to work. And I I, I can't remember the actor who he was with, but it was a huge British actor. And he said, "Well, I I did this for two nights to be in character," and this great British actor said to him, haven't you heard of acting, darling? <laughs> <laughs> haven't you just tried to act it, darling? You know, something like that. I butchered that completely and I wish I could remember who the um, actor was. But um, yes, I think there is a lot to be said to knowing, the, knowing your script, knowing the um, intention of, of your character in each scene and starting from there and seeing what happens and having a bit more of a flow and and being able to kind of follow your instincts rather than having it so formulated that you just show up and you just do each scene exactly the same just kind of like see what happens in the scene see what shows up and try different things and see how that that affects your the person you're acting opposite because that might just show, bring something new to the scene. So a much more flowy and and not so straight and narrow. This is what I'm gonna do. Is um, I, I 
I said something to this effect to uh, everything blends together in my head. I, I don't know why my memory is not good. So it's a, it's a real mystery, uh, <laughs> but uh, I did. And I guess this is a method kind of, I, I did say one thing I wanted to do is, which makes it difficult when, when, cause you need to know when your line is. Yeah. But I've really tried when I was memorizing the script to not know what the other people were saying. Like I would really try to just look at the last words. Yeah. Um, just to know when I when I jump in because I really wanted to presently listen when the yeah. character was was talking, um, so I guess that's kind of I mean it it, it can make it difficult, um, but I I feel like there's an advantage if you can pull it off to having an honest reaction to what your co-star is saying because it's new you you haven't heard it. Um, yeah. obviously when you do your seventh take you've you've heard it a few times but but uh but that was kind of and i i will say i got i got uh an email from the the editor of the film uh and he said your reaction shots are so funny i knew if i ever needed one i could count on you and he said oh. a lot of other nice things um very nice people i worked with oh i love that that, or, that really helps when people are nice it really helps helps create just such a nice atmosphere and I like nice people <laughs> yeah and I I I like to think that and this is kind of an, an interesting this is what I thought when I was when I was reading about you and and just thinking even in my own situation someone who has gone through 15, 20 plus years of their life where they're not trying to be an actor. They're just working, a, you know, a regular job, just trying to pay their bills and get, get through the end of the day. Um, someone who's been living a normal life mm. for an extended period of time. I have to think on the whole is a more pleasant person to be on set with because they're not going to look down at anyone else uh, because it's like, well, why am I going to, why am I going to be rude to the catering person? You know what? That could have been me <laughs> like last yeah, week. Yeah. <laughs> um, So I, I, sometimes I, I wonder if it's I, an advantage of sorts. Uh, I think this with comedy too, is it's like, yeah, I've, I've actually lived a real life and had a real job, you know, guys who are 18 and start doing stand-up comedy. They, they don't have a lot of life experience. That's that relatable to normal people. Mm. Yeah, I do. I mean, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Do you do, what's your comedy based around? Is it a lot? Of, is it dad, dad stuff? No, it's, that's what everyone tells me uh, or not everyone, but, I, I really I generally stick to more of the debauchery and drinking stuff and uh yeah. <laughs> uh I, I've I mix in some office comedy and some uh uh dating stuff because yeah I, I got married at twenty two, had two kids, or I'm sorry, I got married at twenty three. I had my I can't even remember. Between twenty two and twenty seven, I had two kids, got married, had a back surgery. 
you yeah. know, I, I lived several decades in a in a short span and then got divorced. But in that time frame, dating went from you only met people in person to you only met people on the internet. And uh I still, you know, what nine how's years. How's it going? Now, How's your internet dating going? Because I I did I did it for a while and I felt like it was soul destroying. Just get a knife and stick it into my heart. I yeah. hated it. It's the worst. It's the, it's worst. the worst. And it's the the more that I've actually you, you know, there's started to be studies about stuff, and it's like uh only five to ten percent of guys actually successfully date and they 90 percent of the women just keep dating these 10 5 to 10 percent of guys and they're douchebags who are just running through <laughs> date after date but the women keep picking them and it's like eh, that doesn't give yeah. me hope <laughs> and, yeah no mm. and, and it's it's you know i know in person i've been able to meet women that are i would say way out of my league and they don't see, you know, that works, but they would never swipe on me on a dating app. So I'm like. Well, that in-person kind of chemistry thing is completely different than mm -hmm. seeing a picture on a, on a screen because you can immediately see if there's chemistry between you and a person. If you meet them in a bar or talk to them in the grocery store or whatever, you can, you can, it's immediate. And that's the kind of way I would like to meet someone now. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah that's it, the funny thing is i uh i've battled with mental health many times in my life but yeah. right before covid like in february of 2020 was like you know what i i just i'd gone 25 straight days uh of not having more than three drinks which yeah. for me that's a that's quite a and i lost like 20 pounds so i was in better shape i was I I just gone to therapy for a little bit and I was like, you know what? I think I'm ready to start dating. And then the world shut down. I'm like, all right, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Thanks a lot. I get it. It's bad. Not for me. <laughs> I, I take the universe, anything that happens in the universe, I take it as, oh, this means this is an attack <laughs> on me. <laughs> I'm not narcissistic at all. <laughs> That's uh, but yeah, the, the funny thing is as much as uh, acting, you know, uh, rejection can, can feel terrible. Yeah. Dating rejection still feels way worse. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty awful. The whole, the whole thing. I kind of, um, I kind of have, I'm going to be really honest here in dating and when it comes to dating I kind of um I stop before it gets to where I can be get hurt <laughs> yeah. like, no 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 it's not going to go any further well maybe it's not that I, I I just I don't like hurting people's feelings so I kind of like as soon as I know that it's not going to go anywhere I'm pretty honest and um, I, I don't like kind of. I haven't bought into the whole ghosting thing. I think it's mean. Yeah. I think it's mean. I think that people need to, you need to kind of show up and be, and be honest. It's it's nicer that way. Yeah, just common courtesy. 
right? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, this is not gonna. This is not gonna work. We can't go any further. Yeah, uh, it, I I do that in my own way, which is make an ass of myself so that they are. The... <laughs> I realize I do, I do the same thing, just in a in a much more immature way. It's like yeah, <laughs> I get super drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I could probably I could probably make her end things with me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I'm seeing an interesting pattern here. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh yeah, it's I don't know if it's a crutch or uh, my best friend. <laughs> hmm. What do you like to drink? Uh I'm a big Canadian whiskey guy. Okay. Yeah, it's just uh it's I, I've done it so long and so much. It's it's very predictable. It doesn't, you know. I I know I know where I'm going with it. I know I know yeah. what it's going to do to me. Um, if I get super drunk, I I know what I knew what I was doing. It's not an accident. <laughs> like it's not like, oops, I didn't mean to get that drunk. Yeah, I did. I did. I can't <laughs> use that excuse. Now, what I do when I'm super drunk, that might be like, all right, well, I didn't. That sorry, I don't remember that, but I believe I believe anything you say. At least um, with yourself. <laughs> yeah well the only thing that would ever be out of care if someone was like oh you got in a fight or something i'm like no no that doesn't sound right that's that's not yeah. me um i i did always used to joke i'd i'd hang out i had one night where i was hanging out with four girls and one dude and the dude and one girl left so I don't remember them even leaving, but I was alone with these three attractive females and we were hanging out for hours and uh, they told me a story and I nothing really extraordinary. Um, but I'm like, you know, this is where you could make up a really funny story and make me be like, we had a foursome and I forgot it. I don't remember anything. I need to stop drinking. <laughs> yes. At that point, you need to stop drinking. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, they, I'm like, at some point, somebody needs to make up a really funny, a really good story that'd be like, I can't believe you don't remember it. Because I'd be like, all right, I got to cut back. Now, so that's that's enough for me to know it's time to, time to reel it yeah. in a little bit. Oh, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know what's... Um, have you ever had to play drunk uh, in any of your roles? Uh, yeah, I did a short film once where I had to play drunk. Um, and that was very easy for me. <laughs> you know, just when you, being playing drunk is so fun, I think. It's just, it's licensed to be silly. Um, well, it depends on what kind of drunk you're being, if you're being a horrible drunk or a, a fun drunk. Oh, that's it's, true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In this in this particular um, short film, I was playing a fun drunk. So yeah, it was it was good fun. It's 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 all in the body, isn't it? It's the kind of like the waving side to side. It's kind of getting off off balance somehow. To I don't know. Have you played drunk? Uh, there was one scene where we were all supposed to be drunk. Um, Did you just I, get drunk for it? No, no, <laughs> no. I was, I thought I was going to explode because my character in the movie was the, the heavyweight drinker, uh, which yeah. is like, well, that, that fits. Um, yeah. But I decided, 
on my own this wasn't really in the script we were doing shots of moonshine which was just water mm -hmm. um sorry to ruin the illusion folks but <laughs> and, and you know we did eight to ten takes of this scene and i was just pouring the water and just chugging shots yeah i must have done 150 shots of water which that's a lot of water that's a lot of water <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i need to pee before i before i leave yeah. set and and then five minutes later i'm like i need to pee again this yeah. isn't going to stop anytime soon <laughs> i'm not yeah. going to get home <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna have to come out isn't it yeah yeah it was um that that was that was the most exhausting uh choice i made was just downing shots of water um yeah I'm, I'm actually that that's one um you know i was gonna say that's something that i i i'm gonna really critique myself on but in fairness i do a thing on youtube called drunk jeff eats Okay. And I would say <laughs> a third of the time I'm pretty sober and I think it's hard to tell which which is which unless I'm really drunk. So, I think I've got it down. I think I've okay. got the I don't know. Now now I'm going to go back and critique my own acting on <laughs> How much did I have to drink when I when I recorded this one? <laughs> Keep a spreadsheet. <laughs> i would do that too because you know it, it involves the things i love fast food alcohol acting it's <laughs> it I, is... love that you've, I love that you've kind of chosen to you know to do something later in life though i think it's really i think it's really important for us to follow our passions and 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 do the things that are really kind of exciting to us yeah, and and you're a parent, so you'll you'll understand. I think in my head there were two things, and this kind of speaks to your own uh, thing. One one on my end is I'm someone who came very close to committing suicide. Not to get too dark, but uh, in what January of 2020, um, and I also had some some friends. Uh, close friends die uh before and after that time um and so part of it was it's like i i'm i don't have that long potentially you know yeah Ho hopefully i i i do but you know realistically between myself and just freak accident you know or just yeah. bad luck you know tomorrow is not not given not a given yep um, the other thing was the job I had, it was a good career. It just wore me mentally out do, doing insurance claims where you deal with, you know, if you're good at your job, you end up dealing with serious injuries and death and children that get run over by cars and stuff. Um, it's a taxing job, really. If you, I, some people are able to just disassociate life from the job and and you know they have long great careers it pays pretty well but for me it just you know it it contributed to my negative mental health i will i'll say um it just wasn't for me even though i was good at it um but it, having two younger children it's like i don't i can't stand the idea of my son or daughter uh 
working this this job mm. and me just going to work being miserable every day I go to work being miserable when I get home from work because I hate my job mm. um it's like this is a bad example like I yeah. I I don't think that everyone is meant to be an actor or a comedian or a uh, well, I was going to say a podcaster, but I think literally everyone is a podcaster at this point. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm good at it or good enough at it. Um, but so I don't think everyone's meant to do certain things. Some people are meant to to go to work in insurance claims and have a fun life outside of their work hours, and maybe yeah. they maybe they get some enjoyment out of doing that job. Uh, but I don't want my kids to to have me as an example of. Yeah, my dad was miserable every day. He went to work. He was miserable because he hated his job. Eventually, he died and just was a miserable, had a miserable life. Yeah. Um, and I, I'd i like to think that if I had stayed in that career path, that that wouldn't have been their impression of me. But that's where my head goes is just like, you know, if I if I if I got in a car accident and died, what would they remember that this guy mm -hmm. hated going to work every day? Yeah, no, um, I, I hear you. Totally hear you. So I, I'm I'm hoping that it's a good example for uh for them, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Show them that you're following your passions and that can inspire them to do the same. Yeah. And, you know, maybe they maybe they do want to work in insurance and they'll they'll love it and it'll bring them a lot of joy. But you'll you will have been, you know, leading the way showing them how it's done <laughs> yeah well yeah and and uh you know if you hopefully you know if if i'm successful in the long term <laughs> uh there, there's a big if there but um if i am hopefully it's the look you, you work hard enough you can you can accomplish um I, yeah i totally agree Keep that focus, laser focus on where you want to be going and just make your decisions based on that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's dream. Dreams can come true. <laughs> they can indeed. Yes, they can. Um, before I let you go, um, I don't know if you have anything um, coming out soon that you that you want to promote or uh, your socials or where people can find you. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I've got a movie coming out. Um, it's not coming out until September now um, on Netflix called Love at First Sight. Mm. Um, and um, I've just booked another job on a sweet indie film, which will, which will be coming out. I don't know however long it takes them to make it, but um, that's for announcing later on, I guess. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that for now. But I love instagram that's where i like to be that's kind of my social place and so you can find me at andromeda godfrey just my name and um i guess i'm on imdb but i don't really do anything with it yeah. <laughs> you do, do are you on imdb i am yeah yeah and and this show is so you'll you'll get is another it? credit oh, well, yeah. there we go. i do i have started posting things on it recently um but i've not gotten into the whole social media aspect of it because yeah. people post things and you you comment and stuff i was like oh gosh it's like a whole kind of threads of conversations going here 
Um, yeah, so that's me basically. And of course you can check me out on IMDb. It's always good. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, everything will be linked below. Yeah. I'm, I'm so cheap. I, I won't even pay for IMDb pro, so I can't do any of those. I'm like, Hey, my, my show's on there. And now the episodes actually, I used to have to add them. Now they somehow just show up. So I'm like, that's oh, handy. Less it? work for me. No <laughs> All right. This must be oh. how the, the better half lives. <laughs> <laughs> so are you actually on IMDb or do you have your photo on there? Um, you know, the funny thing, um, my photo for my profile is the cover art of one episode of the podcast. Okay, yeah. And I have to pay for a membership to change it. Now, I've been told it's actually like an honor to have a photo put in there without you putting it in yourself for someone well, you at, at my level. But I'm like, I don't know how it happened. I wish they had actually taken a photo of me, not <laughs> not a weird cover art for one episode that is like me in one frame of my cartoon sunglasses. But Oh, is that the, the, the black and white um, little drawing? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, a yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, so so i i guess i'll <laughs> i guess eventually i'll break down and i'll i'll, yeah, I'll, I'll put a headshot in there instead of the uh weird art but uh yeah, yeah it's it's i i like having the podcast on there though it it it's uh yeah, that's good yeah, it's that's fun to play good. like the six degrees of separation that i can do now with oh yeah so fun. <laughs> and it's it's easy once you get like a guest who was on a movie with um one of my guests was in a movie with don Cheadle and john c Riley. he was in boogie nights so it's like yeah. well now i connect to anyone in the universe yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, well thank you so much uh for coming on uh i look forward to watching uh i'm gonna watch that this weekend two hours um yeah, uh, which, which is not two hours long, by the way. Um, no, it's not. It's less than two hours. <laughs> which is good because kids, yeah, you know, they, they attention spans. Yeah, two hours is pushing it sometimes with movies with them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, let me know what you think of it. Oh, I will. I will. I'll. Um, I was gonna say I'll. 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 I'll give my review in the intro or outro, but I probably will record that before this weekend. So. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but and, I'll uh, let you know. <laughs> yeah, let let me know. Yeah. Um oh, I was gonna say something. I can't remember. This has been fun. Yeah, for sure. Thank you again for coming on with me. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, it's been really good. Thank you. That's it. That's all. Hope you had a ball. Thank you, Andromeda Godfrey. Make sure you give her a follow on Instagram and check out her work she's got check out her imdb she's got some amazing uh credits uh including the crown bridgerton uh love at first sight she had mentioned uh coming out in september on netflix so i'm looking forward to seeing that as well um fun conversation uh you know i uh i i look forward to seeing more uh of her stuff on, both in front of and behind the camera uh, because she was a, a delightful uh, person to uh, to chat with. So check that out. Um, make sure you're following me on all those socials as well. All of the links are in the show notes. 
uh, give me some feedback if you if you check out uh, the Dads and Drinks show. I'd love to hear what you think about it. Um, you know, it's uh, again, it's 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 really something. I'm so glad that uh, Jeremiah and I were able to to get together and uh, and do this um, because. It's, it is really something I've been really wanting to do for, for quite a long time. Uh, so, uh, it was, it was nice to, uh, I don't know. It was, it was rewarding to be able to, uh, actually have it come to fruition and, uh, actually, you know, do the thing. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I hope you enjoy it. Um. And, uh, you know, give me feedback and send me, send me videos, you know, make my job even easier. If I don't have to go looking for, for videos. Not that it's, not that it's a hard job to do that, but, uh, you know, I, 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 I never dislike people making my life easier. It's, uh, actually one of my favorite things is when people make my life easier. <laughs> um, if you're a baseball fan, I did a Tampa Bay Rays 2023 preview. You can check that out on FL teams their YouTube channel, about a half hour long, uh, incorporated a few video highlights, uh, from last year and, uh, from the world baseball classic in there. So that was, uh, fun to do doing more and more video stuff. Uh, we also got two new drunk Jeff eats. Um, one maybe hasn't come out yet, but, uh, Chipotle's came out last week. I'm inching closer and closer to having a new video every day on the YouTube channel. So make sure you're subscribed over there. Uh, frankly, I'm inching closer and closer to being able to just launch my own 24-hour-a-day network between Drunk Jeff Eats, the podcast, uh, now the Dads and Drinks show, all of the you know guest appearances I do on other shows and podcasts. Uh, I don't know if there's any new ones to plug. I already think I told you about 50 Tastes of Grey that I was on there. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a busy life. It's a fun life. And, uh, I'm glad you're along on the ride with me. Boom. It's over. for listening it was amazing <laughs> i i loved it be sure to come back for another great episode i'm one wing away from jeff macalino of the jeff macalino podcast how much time did you spend on thinking of the name of your podcast you went just straight that's my name i'll add the word podcast to it yep see you next week